Welcome to the Inner Athlete Podcast, where we discuss all things youth athlete development and youth mentoring. Let's move on to the third one. So number three, girls get bulky. Mm. Massive one. It's been, I don't know, it's been around, but I think it's changing though. I think the tide is changing. There's a lot more girls now. Um, yeah, teenagers, um, young females that want to have those big glutes, big legs or stuff like that as well. Mm. But mm. then there's some people that just like, I don't want to get bulky. I want to stay feminine yeah. and all that. That's totally cool. But sure. let's, but they think they, as soon as they lift the weight, they hurt you. And then they're just like put on like 10, 10 kilos of muscle. Mm. Like, well, hell no. no. So let, let's go a little bit more into that. Well, like you said, yeah, I think um, it's really good to see that a lot of um, young young girls are, are seeing the the benefit and are really appreciating the, the health and fitness and, and priding your your body, not only, you know, how you f- may physically look, but I, I think the way they feel inside, um, you know, doing a workout really makes you feel good. Um, and then also if you, you're you take sport quite um, quite seriously, you can see, I feel that young, young athletes are seeing those benefits. Um, but yeah, in terms of uh, the, the building muscle and getting bulky, like I, I think it's, it, you know, it's quite sad that um, some girls might be deterred from strength training and, and getting healthy because of that fact but unfortunately well it isn't a fact it's, are they going to look a, like a man or yeah, something look like, like that like a man or something like that which is not is not true um, you know two ways to look at it is that you know the first one is that you know females biologically don't um, they don't have enough testosterone and, and other hormones that, that males have a lot of that really is um, essentially why we can build muscle and boys can build muscle quicker. It's just that we've got a different makeup. Um, but what's really nice about um, strength training for, for females and for young girls is that you get all the benefits of strength training um, where you're not going to get big and bulky and, and you know heavier or anything like that. You're just going to get stronger. You're going to get fitter. You're going to get you know you're going to improve your um, bone muscle uh, bone mineral density. So your your strength of the bones will improve. Um, so yeah, that's. So l- let's look at the other end. Um, I was just thinking about this before. So if girls are going to get bulky, w- what's kind of like the magical formula for that? If they want to. No, say so, say if they do. Like, I was thinking about oh, this before. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. kind of like you know, they eat in a, eat in a caloric surplus, train you know three four times a week. Of course, you're going to get bulky. You're going to you're going to blow up. You're eating more calories than your body requires to maintain its um, its current body weight. Hundred percent. Um, then you're trying to build tissue upon tissue, and then you're going to put your body in a in a state where it's going to it's going to build more muscle mass. You're going to probably you know retain some more fat as well. Mm. So you're going to start a lot more um, become a lot more bulky as well. So yeah. that's kind of like well, that's kind of the way it, kind of the way physio- our physiology works. You eat more calories than your body can utilize number one then you got the strength training on top on top of that as well mm. so you're basically trying to build more, more muscle tissue but then because you're consuming excess calories as well so you're probably going to bank, gain some body fat as well mm. along the process and then you're going to look bulky so that's kind of what's really going to happen and like i said before you know it always comes back down to like you know if, you know female touches the weight sneezes boof, 10 kilos mm. right there presto boof, presto right there 
it's it just it, it won't happen. It physical no, it physiologically doesn't. won't happen. It's usually in excess of calories and the resistance to training on top. So if you've got your diet under control, uh, maintaining your body weight, and you're doing strength training, you're probably going to see a, a shift in your body composition as well. For so sure. where you gain some muscle mass, drop some body fat, and we've seen that with like um, some of the girls here as well, like the, um, um, that you know with some of the higher level swimmers, like they're eating more, mm. they're training hard. And they're dropping like body fat. So, and the good thing is though, their performance is still good. When they got sick, they actually recovered a lot faster mm. as a result. So, there's so many upsides to kind of like not just blame, oh, that's, and that's down another rabbit hole itself. But like they were gaining muscle mass, they were getting stronger and whatnot. Mm. Um, but then, yeah, we just saw like just positive changes in their performance as a result. So, I think we need to kind of like, it's not so much about getting bulky. It's like, is getting bulk, like putting on muscle mass going to possibly help you um, um, in order to perform your job in your sport? Sure. And nine times out of 10, if we look at the performance aspect, most people don't even bother about, oh yeah, I get some muscle mass. Great. I look pretty good. Sweet. Mm. And it's just kind of like, it's supplementary um, to the main goal, which is you know improving your times or getting selected or just being mm. more, um, less injury prone essentially mm. which is improving overall performance so if you focus on that side you kind of like you're not too worried about getting bulky at the end of the day for sure so shifting focus definitely I think um, uh, I think girls uh, that want to get you know maybe a bit too focused on their looks it can get you know as we know mental health issues and you know things like you know getting too caught up in social media and TikTok Instagram all of that I think that's been a massive um, kind of issue within our kind of social environment at the moment. So, you know, I think it's really good that, um, you know, your your fitness professionals and things are uh, promoting health and fitness and they might be using their looks as a, as a way to get you, you know, to, into fitness. But I think we need to change the kind of language around, you know, why health, strength training, you know, putting your health first is really important over the way you look because um, the way you look can change every day, you know, whether you wake up, you know, tired or whatever it is. like Bloated. Bloated, you know, depending on what you ate, all of that. So I don't think that should be something that uh, we as people should aspire of. What, how do we look in the mirror? We should be looking at how do we feel um, on a daily basis? How do we... How do we perf- function? How do we perform? Correct. So if you're an athlete... You know, you're probably going to be focused more on how you perform anyway. But if you're a girl that just wants to, you know, be healthy and fit, well, let's try and let's. Why do you want to be healthy and fit? It's because you it makes you feel good. Being sluggish, unhealthy, eating ice cream, donuts, you know, it's going to make you feel crappy, right? You're not going to feel good. But when you're eating healthy, you're exercising. Okay, you're going to feel good and you're going to perform better, whether it's in your school, whether it's in a, in a, in a job that you, you've got, um, or really anything in general. You're going to feel better, you're going to perform better, and really, inherently, you're just going to end up probably looking better too because you're feeling better about yourself, your self-esteem is there, um, and, and I think that's a, a, a better way of looking into the benefits of fitness and, and getting into this kind of health environment is that it's all about you know, improving your inner self and not, not, not always just about your looks. Um, yeah, you're seeking, I guess you're shifting the focus from uh, Stefan, who's um, one of our smart members here. He's mm. in this, 
in the world of like psychology and um, all that jazz. He actually mentions like the the external and internal locus of control. Mm. So like shifting from an external seeking validation from your environment, which is from other people, you know, the way, um, you know, from your friends, whatever it may be, and shifting into more an internal world. And so how you perform, how you feel, how you function, are your grades good? Mm. Is your relationships good? Are you sleeping well? Um, Are you eating well? Is everything just like on par? Are you able to cope with stresses really really Mm. well? I think that's kind of like where we need to kind of shift the focus from the external world and seeking social validation, whether it's likes, clout, you know, all that jazz, you Mm. know, for whatever. It may 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 be, you know, seeking validation for a a particular reason, but... Mm. If we continue down that route, you're always seeking validation from others rather than actually um, seeking validation from yourself and being mm. able to be be a- attractive to whatever um, to everything outside that mm. comes towards you for the right reasons, rather than try and force the world to feel like you're trying to catch that. Oh, that was a bit backwards what I said, but hopefully that makes sense. Mm-hmm. No, it does. I think on a personal note, I I was like that when I was you know uh, on the social media on Instagram all of that. I'm looking at you know, bodybuilders and those guys that are bigger muscles than me and stuff. And, you know, you, you're trying to chase that because that's kind of what is out there. And I think um, you, you kind of get lost about, you know, trying to do things that make you happy, not not what trying to, you know, trying to uh, get seek validation from other people. And I think, you know, for me personally, I actually moved away from social media and not, not, not on it anymore. So, um, and now I feel much happier. I feel... Like when I'm training, I'm doing it for me and not doing it for anyone else. I don't, I don't need to check in on on Facebook or I don't have to take a, a story photo to go, hey, I'm I'm doing a workout. Swolfy. Yeah, yeah. So selfies and and all of that. I think um, now that I've come away from all of that, um, I'm really just exercising for my own uh, mental health, my own, um, you know, to to feel good. Um, and look, if I look look at you know, I'm sure everyone still looks themselves in the mirror, but I think if you're if you're really uh, having that lens of, you know what, if this is making me feel good, I'm performing in my in my job, in my sport, or whatever it is, I think you, you're just going to have a um, a better outlook. But that's going a bit too far from from where we're going. But I just thought I'd I'd, I'd, I'd note that. Yeah, this this one um, this third myth kind of got away from us. All right, let's bring it home. Right, last one. Keep it nice and short and sharp. All right, um, strength training slows you down. Yes, no, no. Um, but that's it. Doesn't <laughs> See you slow later. you down. Doesn't slow you down. Um, I think at the start, or you may people who look at strength training, it looks slow, looks controlled, but actually those movements and 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 we actually um, really endorse our young athletes coming through to train slowly. Um, and the reason for that is to um, improve their ability to coordinate their limbs, their balance. Okay. If their limbs are, you know, where they're run, running, sprinting, all of that, if they're not moving in, you know, effectively, then they're not going to be fast and efficient. So if we can slow them down, really teach, um, teach the athlete how to move the body correctly. In a controlled fashion. In a controlled fashion, it's going to positively impact and affect, you know, their athletic movements um, and sport movements, whatever that is. Yeah, what I like to say is like, you know, if, if they slow down, like I like to see smooth movements. So I'm not telling tell them to go slow essentially. I just want to see smooth. Like are we working in a controlled fashion? Mm. Are, the, are the main prime movers of the movement, are they using? Are they working? Or are we seeing compensation strategies? So, so say for example, we're doing like a seated row. 
um, and the lats and the rhomboids and, and the rear delts are they doing their job you know so most, most time most of the times kids will try and do a fast in order just to get the reps out and get done the problem is though you, they're probably just utilizing the biceps and forearms way too much mm. and we're missing out on using you know larger larger muscles to produce more or to develop, help them develop more force so therefore if we're developing more force we can develop more tension which increases their strength we increase mm. the uh, hyper, hypertrophic hypertrophic potential um, improves, improves their coordination which is going to have eventually a carryover into the actual sport depending mm. what it is so say for if you want a stronger back you know for grappling sports that's really important might be really important for rowing for rowers kayakers um, surf lifesavers you know you name it, any um, swimmers also. Um, mm. And I think that's what kind of gets kind of gets missed in regards to that. I think the tide is changing. It's good to see mm. that a lot of um, a lot of high schools are adapting programs to Im- improve sporting performance, whether it's, you know, utilizing the gym that they have or bringing in you know, a third party or something like that mm. in order to um, drive the program and improve the, the performance of these athletes even though it is a slow and controlled fashion like you know we see um on, on i'm on instagram so mm. I'm, I'm connected with the world some <laughs> some degree um uh, jake tura um he's a um, strength coach um over in the u.s he like he promotes you know a lot of isometric movements you know strengthening you know joint specific <clears throat> ranges especially with like it's a split squat or wall sit hold or something like that um and even that in itself like and doing like whether it's like yielding where you're just holding it for time or overcoming which is more you know producing as much force at a specific joint position like these like they're not actually moving like the holding position and it improves performance it does yeah because we're improving the intermuscular so the, the fiber so the coordination within the actual muscle but the int, oh sorry inter means um, other muscles intra means within the muscles so the mm. the, the, the coordination within the muscles and then we're increasing the coordination of all the other um, muscles as well. So whether mm. it's the synergistic and supporting antagonists, agonists, you know, the prime movers, whatever it may be, then because of strength training, it is, is it's called neuromuscular for a reason mm. because it's neural first and it's muscular after because the brain controls and governs movement mm. essentially. So if we can train the body to be in better positions, and load those positions up over time, we're going to be able to have a greater ability to express force um, into the ground or be able to produce more power or whatever it may be, even if we're moving really slow or lightweight for the first time. And the unfortunate thing is, like, most people don't understand that running and cycling, because of the um, locomotive and lack of eccentric component to those movements, as we Mm. discussed before, they actually make you less coordinated over time. What strength training does, it makes you more coordinated mm. over time. So you need that balance between the two. So that's why we've seen a lot of our kids, when it comes to their running performance, like we include running drills in a lot of the warm-ups, mm. is that we're, seeing, we're starting to see some real positive changes in their running um, mechanics. Mm-hmm. So that they're able to move better, more efficiently, spend less energy, but being able to run almost at the same speed, if not a little bit faster, mm. and that from and that from us is faster, less energy, which means they're going to be able to perform longer with less fatigue. Mm. So there's just so, so much of a. It's just like yeah, if you solve one thing, getting them stronger, moving better, and just being able to function a lot more, then they're going to be able to 
be better athletes at the end of the day. 100%. I think uh, strength, strength training or, or just having a, a really good, strong foundation of strength um, governs all our, I guess, athletic abilities. So having a good strength foundation will really um, be beneficial to, to every um, athletic, you know, whether it's jumping, sprinting, all that sort of thing. So if you've got good movement, good control, good balance, um, and a good, you know, base of, of strength within the muscle, the bones, and all of that, all of that works together uh, to, to ensure that your dynamic, explosive type movements are much more effective and efficient. Yeah, I think, yeah, I got nothing else to say on that one, do you? No. Okay, cool. We're going to wrap that up. It's a bit of a long one, so we might actually cut this into two parts. So we might go part, part one and part two of the um, podcast. Other than that, yeah, the four myths um, strength training stunts growth. No, it doesn't. Lack, lack of nutrition does that's the biggest key part um, if you overtrain potentially it can cause issues in terms of growth and um, just, uh, the growth development but most kids don't even train enough in order to constitute that and I guess COVID has just proven that literally mm, mm. Um, number one number two um, sports sports causes injury not strength training as I said before the, the injury rate in sport is far higher than it is in actually in the gym but like I said before there's three key factors that potentially increase the risk of, of injury within the gym so unfortunately there's no such thing as a zero risk activity in this world there's always some level of risk of injury no matter what we do that's why HR departments exist mm. um, and OHNS department, oh, HR and OHNS um, exist um, number three girls get bulky look Excess calories, a lot of training, then potentially, yes, they will. Mm. Um, but look, if, if we focus on the performance side, nine times out of 10, that kind of keeps that down and they're not going to feel bulky or anything like that mm. as well. But you also got to ask where are we seeing, or I guess, where are they getting these beliefs from specifically? Mm. And I'll probably start from there and then go forward. Nine times out of 10 usually comes from their friends or their, mm. their social connect, social network, essentially. Um but also, I'd say probably from the from the mass media as well, just from mainstream oh, media, sure. would be a um, uh, Hollywood. Yeah. yeah, Hollywood. Hollywood's kind of changing now. It used to be like that, but I, don't, I think it's slowly changing. Yeah, I don't know. I don't watch many movies these days. <laughs> um, I like old school movies. Adam Sandler, you, he's a G. <laughs> um, then the last one is strength training slows you down. Um, we yeah, we just we have never ever seen evidence of that. No. Um, specifically as uh, if you got elite 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 like if you're talking like you know seven to ten years at the elite level potentially training programs that aren't specifically designed properly can re- can actually slow the athletes down but this this is like oh geez you're looking at like olympians mm. at this point mm. you know who've been in the system for like you know seven to ten years at least um and potentially their training program could hold them back but not look um, it has happened at the collegiate level. I've seen stories of footballers, collegiate footballers have actually seen a reverse in their performance mm-hmm. as well. Um, but a, a properly, appropriately structured program depending on their um, training age. So if they're quite young, look, the window of adaptability um, is quite big. Mm. So you can kind of give them whatever you, whatever you really feel like and they'll be able to adapt quite well um, mm. to that. So we're going to wrap that up. Bit of a long one. We're going to cut this into two parts and we'll talk to you on the other side. Thanks, guys. You have just listened to the Inner Athlete Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to stay up to date with the release of weekly episodes.
Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram to get great tips on all things youth athlete development and youth mentoring.